Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. When she's gone, she's gone too long. Anytime she goes away. Everyone say relationships. I want to talk to you about relationships today. I sing that. Of course, that's toward a woman, but it's not just about marriages. It's about singleness. It's about friendships. It's about, you can take principles and you can apply them in so many ways. It's about parents to children, children to parents. I want to talk to you about relationships across the table today. And so pray with me as we dive into relationships. Amen. Father, we just ask for your grace and your anointing right now. Something that we deal with on a daily basis, we dealt with this morning, we are dealing with right now in this room, relationships. So I, I just ask for your grace as I talk about this and have a little fun with it today, that you would strengthen us in this area of, of, of relationships, how to do them, how to increase the effectiveness of them how to do them the way that you would do them, Lord, how you would love one another. And I just ask that you would, by your Holy Spirit, just move now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, John 13, 34 says this. Everyone say, a new commandment. Jesus says, hey, this is a new commandment. He says this, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. And then he says, how? As I have loved you that you also love one another. That should be in all of our relationships, that we can love one another like Christ loved us. Here's the problem. In many relationships, we have missing elements. Say that with me, missing elements. I want to talk to you about missing elements today. Missing elements right now that you have in your relationship, possibly. If you ain't missing, then don't be dissing me. But there's people in here with missing elements. You're, you're sitting beside someone right now that you married, and there's missing elements in that relationship. And I want to talk to you about these today. I believe that when you apply these missing elements, something that's going to take place is naturally renewal. You're going to have renewal taking place within relationships. Once again, it could be with a child. It could be with a, a sibling that's in another country or another state. But I, I want to talk to you about that today because what happens when you don't have oxygen? It's a missing element. You die. If you don't have food, what happens? You You'll die after a while. Believe it or not, you'll live for about 90 days or more, but you'll die later. What happens if you never clip your toenails? You possibly could die. No. What's missing? Toenail clippers, okay? If that's you, you need to buy some toenail clippers, but nevertheless. I want to rate this today. Sometimes rating, everyone say all. Sometimes this sermon's all. Sometimes the rating is uh, maybe not all, say that with me, maybe not all. And sometimes the sermon is for sure not all. That's my three ratings today. All relationships go through seasons. I don't care if it's you and your dude, best friend, hunting buddy. If you're in a serious relationship, it's going to go through a season. If you're in a relationship, if you just get married, it's going to go through a season. If it's with your children, they're going to go, you're, all relationships, listen to me, go through seasons. 
And the very first season that they go through, anybody ever heard of a honeymoon season? Who's heard of a honeymoon season? Oh, come on, go with me, church. Come on, go with me. Honeymoon season. Honeymoon seasons, honeymoon, because why? Because let's talk about this is, this is marriages right now. You just got married and you're all doped up. You're all doped up on dopamine, man. Just Google eyes and just like, listen, you don't want to miss a thing with them, man. Some of you too worried about, oh, he's playing, he's playing Aerosmith all up in church. When you should, when, when you should listen to the message. When you should get real religiosity just for a minute and just listen to the message of getting an attitude that you don't want to miss a thing. Are you with me today? All relationships go through different seasons. I want to let you know every relationship will go through testings. You'll go through tribulations. You'll have times of challenges. You must choose to stay together. Come on, tell your wife right now, let's stay together. Tell somebody we need to stay together. <laughs> tell your wife, tell your child. During those times of tribulations, how many of you know in all relationships you go through some ups and downs and through some dark valleys? And I mean, if you're really honest, which we should be in church and transparent, relationships can be very, very, very challenging. How many of you know that sometimes love just absolutely hurts? We get it. <laughs> love hurts. Nazareth. You should see them, dude. Man, they were back, back in the day, that hair. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Everyone say love hurts. How many of you realize that honestly, without a joke, that sometimes love hurts? But how many know we also, we don't run when love hurts? That's, that's the problem with our society. All of a sudden, we go through some challenges, some tribulations, and it begins to hurt. And we're like, I'm, out of, I'm, I'm not in love anymore, which is ridiculous. Because love is not an, a feeling. Love is a choice, and love is a decision that you get up. and you, you, think that, you think that God loves me because I'm so lovable? He loves me because he's love. He, he made a choice to send his son to die for me because he loves. It wasn't because he felt like probably loving me that, the way that he did, but he made a decision. And we all have to make a decision to choose to love, to, to love one another and I tell you what, you have to sometimes dig in and root in, and love is a decision. It is a choice that we make. And my question to you is, how deep is your love? How deep is your love? Man, sometimes you got to dig deep. But when you go through those tribulations and you made that decision, and man, you stick it out, and all the dopamine's gone... You're, you're going to experience some great love. You're going <laughs> to. Some, some of you right now with your faces, you know what you need to do? You need to lighten up. <laughs> you need to lighten up, man. <laughs> you just need to lighten up. Whoever said church had to be depressing and not fun and come on. This is a celebration gathering. Tell your neighbor right now, lighten up. Come on, put some faith on your face. I do want to talk to you about things that are missing possibly in your relationships right now. The very first one is very vital. Say this with me, time. 
time. If you think that you're going to have a relationship with your wife or with your child or with another friend or whoever it may be that you're trying to build a relationship with, if you don't spend time with them, I'm going to let you know right now, you are a superstar in a very cheesy fantasy movie that's not going anywhere because you have to spend time with someone. Time is of the essence when it comes to relationships. You gotta, you got, you, you gotta have time. I remember my very, my very first date that didn't work out with Ray Dean. It didn't. I was so broke. I, I called her and invited her out on a date, and I was so embarrassed. But I, I so wanted to go on a date with her. I said, "Do you want to go out?" And all I have is a pizza coupon. <laughs> I was bold and probably part crazy. But I, I wanted to spend time with her, and I, I, all I, I was broke, man. And uh, she, she wasn't able to go on that date, but we finally went on a date. And, you know, my very first date with her was preaching the gospel on the streets of California. It was. And so, you, you know, if she's going to stay with me after preaching the gospel, man, that, that's some good stuff right there. She, you know. And so I remember we used to just, like, drink tea and eat cookies and just hang out and just talk and spend time together and, and doing things that, I mean, it was just wonderful. And we'd go to the movie sometime. And, and uh, it, it, I tried to always, back in the day, we tried to, to date. It wasn't perfect, but we tried to date in groups. So I'd always call Kim Emery up first. Kim, do you want to go to the movies? And if she went, uh, yeah, okay, then we're going to go to the movies. And so it'd be me and Ray Dean in the front seat and Kim Emery's head kind of right in the middle. And she, she was a wonderful sister. She was a talker, right? And uh, we just had a really good time because we would spend time together. And to this day, my wife and I, we spend a lot of time together. We like to go on motorcycle rides and, and date Friday nights is our, our date night. It might be sushi. Uh, the other day we went to... Uh, uh, what's the name of the movie? I wrote it down right here. It's beautiful. Breakthrough. Has anybody seen Breakthrough? If you haven't seen Breakthrough, you need to check it out. It is, it is absolutely amazing. Uh, date nights look different these days. You know what we did Friday night? You know what date night with us Friday night was? We went to Home Depot. <laughs> huh? Joe, we went to Home Depot and bought some stuff for the house and for some plants outside. But we still had a wonderful time. Everyone say date night. What was we doing? We were spending time together. We were having such a blast together. If you're going to go deep in your relationship, you got to spend time. I do that with my kids. Where you at, Seth? Seth, me and Seth, you know, Seth, hey, you want to go elk hunting? We'll, we'll typically once a year go elk hunting together, and we just have a, a rich time. We love to get a big fire going at the camp and, and just hang out and, and, and just spend time together. This, this Thursday, we're going to go see a movie, premiere movie together called Tolkien, right? And so it's, we're, we're so excited about just spending time. He bought the tickets, and I'll, I'll buy the popcorn and whatever. You know what I'm saying? But we just spend time together. Uh, my, my daughter and I, we love to do da daddy, date, daddy uh, daughter dates, and we have a wonder, and daddy daughter campouts and ride the four wheeler. Everyone say time. Listen to me. If you're going to have a rich relationship with someone, you got to be willing to spend time with them. It's not like, hey, we're married and now I'm going to go fishing all the time or hunting all the time without you. You just take care of the, you just clean the clothes. You just take care of the house and you just do your duty. No, no, 
You spend time together. Say that with me, time. I believe that Jesus spent more time with 12 dudes for three and a half years than anybody else. Why? Because he was raising them up. He built community with them. He did it for three and a half years. He poured into these guys. He, he, he built relationship. If you're single today, listen to me real good. It's not just about married folks. God has a great purpose for every single individual in this room right now. Jesus was single, by the way. And he surrounded himself with those who were single and those who were married and uh, those who were older than him. I think those who were younger than him. And he had a healthy community. If you're a single today, you need to be in a healthy community of those that you're pouring into, but those that are pouring into you. You need to be in a city group where everyone knows your name. Everyone's glad you came. Cheers without the beers. Come on, somebody. No matter who you are, where you're at, come on, you can be in an amazing relationship. And you know what we need to, if you're young today or, or old, you need to choose your friends very wisely. Say that with me, wisely. Your friends are your future. If you're always hanging out with someone that's distant on the church and not love the church and never go to church, I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to impact you. There's amazing ministers out there that I would never have preach here. Because they're amazing, they write books, and they got a word, but they're not into the local church any longer, and they would never come here. Why? Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't want them impacting you or impacting me with their philosophy, because I'm a local, God is building his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Are you feeling me? You need to be very wise. It says this in 1 Corinthians 15, 13, do not be deceived, evil company corrupts good habits. And I'm not saying all the, that's evil and every person's evil, but there are some people who are evil and you need to be very careful with who you hang out with. Do you know that anger is learned? You'll find it in Proverbs. I guarantee you, if you're angry, you learned it from somewhere. It's probably some great degree. And you just got to be careful with who you hang out with. Choose wisely your friends who you're going to spend time with. But listen to me before we move on. Some married, young married couple, somebody's thinking about getting married. Yesterday they had a marriage intensive, and it looked like it was just wonderful, lots of people in there. Listen, you got to spend time with someone if you're going to have a relationship with them. Everyone say time. The other one is this one. The missing element is talk. Say that with me, talk. God created everything with what? His mouth, with his words. Guess what? You're made in his image. You have creation ability in your words. We need to be ones that's talking and encouraging one another. Men, especially you, you can't just sit at home, watch Fox or whatever you're watching and, 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 and TV surf. You have, to, you have to talk. Say that with me, talk. Talking, those words are building blocks when it comes to relationships. Building blocks. Not, not social media words. Not, not, not FaceTime like uh, uh, phone FaceTime. You need to have real, come here, Stephen. Come here, brother, just right here. You need to have FaceTime like this. <laughs> now, hand me that phone. Any phone, I don't care what phone it is. I need to throw it away anyway. No, just tease it. Not FaceTime like this. This is okay if you're in another country. I got Marco Polo, hallelujah, it's a wonderful thing. But God wants you to have, God wants you to have this type of FaceTime, right? 
If you're going to have a relationship, you need to have real FaceTime. You need to have time with them, and you need to be talking with them. I want to tell you, here's some beautiful words. If you don't know what to say, here's some beautiful things that need to be at the top of your list when it comes to relationships because it's just going to happen. My first line that you need to know that you need to carry in to make a healthy relationship is this. Will you forgive me? Why would I say that? Because you're going to jack things up. And some people, it's very hard for them to say that. Say that with me. Will you forgive me? me? Say it again. Some of you didn't even say it then. See how hard it is? Say it again. Here we go. On three. One, two, three. Will you forgive me? I don't want you to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Now, I know there's a place, hey, I'm sorry about that. But I think what's more biblical and what's more powerful and what's more honorable is will you forgive me? Here's another one. Listen, can I share something with you today? Maybe you need to share a little bit of a hard truth or share something in your heart. I think questions are wonderful in order to be honorable toward people. Will you say that with me? Can I share something with you? Those are all wonderful sentences in order to build relation. Here's another one. Can I help you? Say that with me. Can I help you? Me and my wife, we, we try to outserve one another, and, and uh, we want those to be in our vocabulary. Hey, can I help you with that? It, hey, my wife's not the only one that does dishes and, 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 and washes clothes at our house. I do both of those because can I help you? Now, I hate folding clothes, dude. You don't want me folding your shirts. I'll fold the pants and, you know, socks and but, but shirts, I, I, I leave them on a bed, honey. You got to help me with those shirts unless I'm hanging them because I can jack up some shirts. But can I help you? Here's some more good words. I love you. Say that. I love you. Say this. You're amazing. Say this with me. You're beautiful. I find, you know, dudes, as that's hard for you to say, you know what you need to start saying? You need to start saying them because the more you say them, the easier it is. The more you practice it, it's powerful. Hey, you're beautiful. You look gorgeous. You're the best thing since sliced bread. Come on, those encouraging words get easier as you practice them right there. And Is that good words? You better believe it because it's building someone up. Listen to this right here. Romans 14, 19 in the message says this. So let's agree to use all our energy in getting along with each other. Help others with encouraging words. Say that with me, encouraging words. How many know that encouraging words is a little easier for some than, than others? Where are you at, Cody? Cody right here. Stand up, Cody. Cody is a crazy, awesome, encouraging dude. It's, it's very natural for him, but you can be seated. But I could stand up 20 others right now that's not so encouraging. <laughs> you know, I mean, some of us have got to have to practice a little bit harder, right? Take a step of faith. I'm not trying to be mean or, or dish you. I'm just, I'm not as encouraging as Cody. I could stand up. I'm one of them. I want to be. I want to make that decision. I want to have a good report. I want to encourage. I want to encourage my wife and my kids. But encouraging, this is a decision and a choice that we make. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 5.11. So speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so you'll all be together in this. No one left out. No one left behind. I know you're already doing this just Keep on doing. Everyone say encouraging. God wants to encourage one another. If my wife was here right now, she's in doing growth track. I did something last night that I would be doing with her right now, and I'm still going to read it because it might put a little secret in your heart of something that you need to do. Everyone say renew. I read this to her last night, and I'm going to read it to her at the 1111. 
Ray Dean, over 28 years ago, I pledged my love and commitment to you, but it seems like only yesterday. Everyone say renew. Some of you might need to renew your vows in here. It doesn't matter. It's not your anniversary. Who said it has to be on your anniversary? It's not my anniversary. I promise to love you, honor you, comfort, and keep you. I pledge to be uh, by your side in sickness and in health, in times of want, in times of plenty, for better or worse, for the rest of our lives. We've had all, we've had all of those things, and yet you've been by my side as we created a family, a home, and a life together. Today, at the beginning of our 29th year, which, is, which will be July 7th, so I'm not lying, it'll be July 7th, Lord willing, as a husband and wife in the presence of God in our family and friends, I renew my vows to you, pledging my eternal love for you and eagerly awaiting uh, what life may bring us. Amen. Some of you dudes, you may need to renew your vows to your wife. So wonderful. Words are so, so powerful. In them are life and death. You know that, right? Uh, this one's definitely not rated all unless you, you, it can be rated all. And you'll feel me when I say it. What's missing is your kissing. Now, why is it rated at all, but maybe not rated at all? Because it's according to who you're kissing. It's according to the condition that you're in. Like if you're uh, under 20 years old and you're not married, I would say, don't be kissing. <laughs> now, I know that's old school, but you should listen to me. That's some good old school. You should, you should, you should honor one another and bring something into the marriage. That's some good preaching right there, J.O., I don't, care. I don't care who you are. Old school is good school, honoring one another. But some of you in your marriages, what's missing is you're kissing. What do you mean by that, J.O.? Intimacy. You need to be intimate, holding hands. You know, the Bible even talks about kissing the brother in, in, in some of the letters. I, I, when it comes to other than my wife, I kiss my, my son right here in the beard. And I really don't care if you like it or not. I just don't. I'm going to do that because I know the importance of, of affectionate touch. I want my son to always know I love him. I don't care if I'm 103 and he's like 75. I don't even care. I kiss my, my, my daughter right here. I want her to know how much daddy loves her. And I kiss my wife right here. And we need to be affectionate as people. We need to be affectionate. Now, I'm not saying be perverted. I'm not talking about being weird, right? You know the difference, right? If you're 16 and you go home and you say, oh, the pastor told me to kiss. No, I'm not. <laughs> Don't be going home lying to your parents, right? But what's healthy and what's beautiful and what's wonderful is intimacy. We decided after this, we were talking we're going to, after Mother's Day, we're going to do a whole series on relationships. And I want you to, to, to be committed to come to that. We need to be knowing how to do relationships as a church. One of the greatest examples, evangelistic examples, without you saying a word, is people looking at you and they go, wow, look how he treats his wife. Look how his kids are in order. Look, look at, I, you talking about being a light of the world is when in a world that doesn't know how to do relationships, when you know how to do relationships, 
you can preach the gospel a whole lot without saying a word. This one's rated right all. What are you missing? You're missing what I call the master link. What is it? How many of you remember the little bicycles and had a little master link on the chain? Y'all remember back in the day, you could take a little chain, you got too loose, you'd be master link. Who's the master link? The master link is the Holy Spirit. You need to have the Holy Spirit right in the middle of your relationship. God didn't, didn't leave us alone. He sent the Holy Spirit. He's the great comforter. He wants to comfort you through those tough times. The Holy Spirit, I mean, right in the middle. Don't ignore him. Don't act like he doesn't exist. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. He wants to be right up in your business, baby. You know, in 2020, they'll have these weird things like, uh, you know, uh, 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 a trio sex thing or whatever. You know, there is a beautiful one healthy triangle, and it's you, your wife, and the Holy Spirit. It's beautiful, it's healthy. You should have him right in the midst of your, he's the one that's gonna counsel you. He leads you into all truth. He's there to speak to you, to comfort you. He is the great counselor. I wanna let you know you should invite Holy Spirit right in. If you're missing the master link, you should invite the Holy Spirit. This is what J Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. One of many things, but when the Holy, when the helper comes, everyone say helper, how many of you know that we need help in our relationships? How many of you know you need a lot of help in your relationships? A lot. Whom I send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Everyone say Holy Spirit. Another one rated all is this. Prayer. Say that with me, prayer. Gosh, you got to bring that into your relationship. I don't care what relationship it is. Maybe it's a a, a dad and mom and a daughter. You know, raising kids is not for wimps. Kids go through seasons. My kids went through seasons. I love my kids, man. I laid my life down for my kids. But my kids, man, sometimes they gave me a fit. But I'm going to tell you what works all the time is pray. Say that with me, praying. You, hey, the relationship that prays together will stay together, and it's just no joke. Really, really getting down and dirty and praying when it comes uh, to relationship. Listen to Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Will you say that with me? Pray about everything. And thank him for all he has done. Prayer. What's missing? Right now, just the ones that I've said, what's missing in your relationship? What's missing? Because I'm telling you, if you begin to add those elements, what's missing in your relationship, your relationships will get life, they'll grab traction, they will be renewed. Here's another one, God's word. Say that with me, God's word. Radian and I are constantly talking about God's word. God's word is what teaches us on an ongoing basis, day in and day out, on how to do relationships, how to treat one another, how to love one another. J.O., I'm single. I'm still talking to you if you're single. I'm right. If you're a widow or a widower, I'm, I'm talking to you because there's other relationships other than husband and wife that God wants to raise you up in. He wants to learn, uh, teach you how to, how, how to do those. The Bible teaches how to love, how to treat, how to sacrifice, how to serve, how to be kind, how to care for one another. Is God's word missing in your relationship? 
I'm almost through. Here's a very important one. What's missing is that renewed love, say that with me, renewed love. No, no, no go with me, church. Don't, don't, don't give me no PGA golf kind of, say it with me, renewed love. Yeah. What do you mean by that? I'm going to guess and say at about year 11 or 12, Radian and I, you know, cutting button heads. Anybody ever done that before? And we decided, you know, we're going to go and get some marriage counseling. I'm a pastor, and she's probably on staff at the time. She had been a church administrator before. She wasn't the church administrator at this time, but we've been in ministry and pastoring. And, and how many of you know that titles doesn't have anything to do with relationships. I could call you doctor, philosopher, or whatever, and you could be an absolute total jerk. And so Radine and I, back in the day, we were at City Harvest Church, and we went and visited Dave and Marla Schaff. They're right here, Dave and Marla Schaff. Hi, Dave and Marla Schaff. Wonderful folks. Known them for 19 years. And they're all in when it comes to marriages. And we go to their house and sit down and we kind of lay our story out and go, you know, we're just, we're just buttonheads struggling in these areas. And I'm, I, I, I'm not going to say it beautifully and, and elegantly as they said it, but this is what I walked out with. Oh, you know, J.O., all those things that you fell in love with, Radine, all those little things, all those different things about Radine that you fell in love with, now all those little things are bugging you. All those little things that you were attracted to, now they're bugging you. And, 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 and Ray Dean, you know all those things about J.O.? You know, because I'm passionate on the stage, but I'm passionate at home. Can you imagine being married to me? I don't even like me sometimes. All those things that, that, that you were attracted to, Ray Dean, is now bugging you. And you know what you need to do? All those things that you were attracted to and this opposite of you and that you love so dearly, you need to fall back in love with those things. So you can have a mediocre uh, uh, relationship or you can have an awesome all-in relationship. It's going to be up to you. We got in our car that day and said, hey, we never signed up to this just to be kind of, you know, neutral kind of relationship. We're all-in people. And we chose that day to fall back in love with all those little things that we once were in love with. Now we're bugging us. And it changed our life. Everyone say renewed love. You can do that. That's your choice. That's your decision. Can you imagine? I mean, I'm a preacher and I'm passionate, I'm intense, and that's okay on Sunday, but what, what, is, what is it like on Tuesday and Thursday and Friday and... It's like, I didn't know he was passionate 24-7, you know what I'm saying, whatever. You can fall back in love, renewed love. My last one is this, parents and children. Can you turn up my lights for a moment? I need to do something. I really appreciate that. If you're under the age of 18, would you stand up right now and stay standing? I want to talk to you for a minute. Parents are going to be happy about this. Wonderful. So glad you're here. I love this generation. Radian and I were youth pastors for almost a decade. Bear with me for a minute. Let me get just a little bit in your grill in a good way. 
Listen to this, Ephesians 6, 2 through 4. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you. How many of you standing that you would like to have a good life? If you would, raise your hand. Wonderful, wonderful. You're smart people. Very smart. It will be well with you and you will live a long life. How many of you would like to have a good long life? Raise your hand. Wonderful. Here's the kicker. Honor your mom and your dad. What does that mean? Now, don't get mad at me. Just feel me. Don't be a jerk to your mom and your dad. Honor them. Respect them. What is honor? I'm, I'm going to give you my definition of honor that I learned years ago from someone else. Whatever your parents love, whatever they think is important, make it important to you. Did you follow that? Because you'd be like, why does my mom want me to always make my bed? I'm just going to get in it and 12 more hours. Why am I going to make the bed? Because your mama wants you to. Right? So that's honor. You're like, okay, so with a smile, not with an attitude like, well, whatever. I'm just going to make this stinking bed. I don't even care. No, honoring your parents because it's important to her, make it important to you. If your dad wants you to take out the trash, make it important to you. If it's helping with the, with the pets, whatever it is, if it's driving more safely, whatever it is, honor your parents by making it important to you. And then you will honor them. You'll have a good, long life. Amen? All the parents said amen. amen. How, how many parents are excited right now? Now listen, if you have been, if you, if you have been disrespectful to your parents. Let's back up a couple steps. Say this with me. Will you please forgive me? You need, to tell, you need to go to your parents and ask them that, okay? Isn't that wonderful? And you'll have a wonderful, wonderful day. You'll have a wonderful week. God bless you. Put your hands together for them. You can be seated. Let me close with this, daddies. And it goes on to say, and you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. I remember one time Seth sitting on the couch, and I was, I was being a total provoker. I had a bad attitude, and it was not right. I said this, well, I'll pick your wife. Everyone say provoke. I said something. Wasn't it something like that? And it, it wasn't good. And I was wrong and it was sinful for me. And these are things, daddies and mothers, that we can't do because you will push your kids away. If you're legalistic in your house and you're just all about law, I'm going to tell you right now, law and legalism always causes people just to implode in sin. They'll do, I mean, if you want to breed sin, just put a heavy law and legalism on your kids. Don't provoke them. Amen? Amen.